I was <laughs> sorry. Uh, hello. Welcome Howdy. to Late to the Party. I am Jake Dahl. The man whose name is on the show is across from me. It's late to the party with Travis Tate. Hey, everybody. I'm Travis Tate. Dude, I sound, I sound like I'm trying to sell soap in the 50s. Yeah. We're on episode 27 today. Yeah, that's Our, right. Wow. S- somewhere in the midst of uh, Thanksgiving coming up on this episode. Yeah, we should be getting ready for Thanksgiving right about Travis, now. Go, go around the table. What are you thankful for this year? What am I thankful? I'm thankful for late to the party with Travis Tate. That's what I'm thankful for. That's, uh, and turkey. That is a surprisingly good answer. Yeah, I'm thankful. No, honestly, I am thankful for all the listeners that are listening to this and all the other episodes and telling their friends about it and sharing and caring. I'm thankful for you. Thank you. That was mighty nice. Send me a message and tell me that you listen, and I will send you a message and tell me tell you that I am thankful for you. Send us a message and tell us what you're thankful for this year, people. But don't send nudes. Please send nudes to Travis. <laughs> Please do that for me. Please don't don't send me nudes. I don't want to see your naked body. They, they don't have to be your naked body. Send Travis. Send Travis your favorite nude. It's called reverse psychology. Kathy Bates, send him your no, favorite. No, Kathy favorite. Ireland. Okay, <laughs> Kathy Bates. Nah. No. Kathy offense. Bates, I applaud you for the bravery you showed. And is that about Schmidt? I think. I think so. Or yeah, she like wraps herself in saran wrap or something is that what happened no no that she's was fried out. green tomatoes huh no she's get, she's getting out of a hot tub in uh about schmidt yeah i never saw it uh, i i saw it <laughs> kathy bates you're a hell of a woman that was a jack nicholson flick right yep yes it was <laughs> every 80s comedian i'm jack nicholson yeah. that was a, that, christian slater made an entire career out of that he did he does kind of a, no, a jack christian nicholson slater vibe, christian slater has admitted he's just doing Jack Nicholson. Ooh, if I become an actor, who should I just impersonate? Uh, <laughs> we have a track record on this. You could pick yeah. from several. I could do John Goodman, I guess. Yeah. I'm going the, the right way for John Goodman, <clears throat> actually. Especially where it's Thanksgiving week. <laughs> I'll be feeling more and more like John Goodman. Do you, Does your family do in. the go around the table and say what you're thankful for this year? Uh, I think my mom tried to make us do it once, and it was just awkward. I I usually go to I end up doing kind of a you know both families thing, and I get infuriated every time that comes up because I <laughs> I have to go around the table listening to everybody say it's the church again. Manufactured uh, love or expression of love is just uncomfortable like i love my parents and i know they love me there's no question but we were never like huggy people or i mean we'll say love you love you you know it when it was time to go to bed or something like that but it was never warm embrace and pat on the head type but it was never like that so to to try and manufacture that now just seems weird i come from a pretty a pretty uh close family i mean I, i'm affectionate with my kids i give them hugs as much as they'll i mean they're they're all older teenagers and and above now so it's like don't hug me you know what i mean i can still still get pretty huggy with gabe and get away with it i'm, I'm even very, my daughter's like why is this happening like because i love you why <laughs> i am i don't know if this will make sense i'm a very huggy guy who is t- afraid to hug most people yeah i I've never been a big huggy guy because I'm a, I'm a big guy. And I remember learning like in my teenage years 
that it wasn't good for to men for men to just go around hugging females because it's like a it's a domination type thing. Can be, yeah. Yeah, so I've I mean, never that, I've never been one I'm to do of, that. That's pretty much what I'm afraid of everybody. I want to hug everybody, but I'm afraid of that right. moment where I'm making someone uncomfortable. If somebody wants to hug me, I will hug them back. There have been a, a few times, honestly, and it's it's when it's a surprise thing. Like, and it was weird because it's with comics both times, and I kind of went out of myself. It was once screech. No, no, it was Ben. There was both local guys f- that started in Utah that I've known since I started. So Ben Washburn, and he's been on Conan. He he lives in Washington right now, so he's not around. And just out of the blue, he showed up at, at the club. No warning that he was going to show up. And then uh, we talked about it last week. Ryan Hamilton showed up at open mic just out of the blue. Yeah. And where it was just out of the blue, and I had. You know, no warning that they were going to come, and they were suddenly there, and I was so happy to see them. I was like, I gave them hugs. It was weird, but I'm not normally a huggy person. But I think if you surprise me, and I don't expect you to see you there, there might be a hug coming. I like to think I give a good hug, so I want to. I <laughs> I've want never to been a squeezer that. though. I, I oh no, I'm, I, I'm I a try very to. Much a, it, it's not as it's so much a squeeze as it's compression. For me, hugs are like handshakes. I try to match what I'm getting. Like if somebody gives me a firm handshake, I'll go firm on them. But if somebody's just giving me just a, a softer handshake, I just kind of do because I don't want to be like, hey, well, I'm strong. You're a no, whip. So I, I do the same thing with hugs. Like if you're giving me a, a, a big bear hug, then I'll bear hug back. But if not, if it's just kind of a, you know, tap on the on the shoulder type of thing, I kind of match that that hug energy i like being able to envelop a person to show them like this is i i I don't know if i can quite it's just like a this is this is our relationship i'm enveloping you in my (laughs) my kinship with you i don't know but i'm not not one to instigate a hug but i'm i'm also i'm a believer in a firm handshake i'm i'm not the kind of person like i don't want to crush you i don't want to dominate with a handshake but uh I guess it's like I, like I want to give you a firm handshake to say uh-huh. I take what we're doing seriously. Right. I, I always think it's weird. Even if when, we're joking around, I take that we're going to have fun seriously. I find it weird when somebody tries to like squeeze my hand super hard. Like I'm that, like, what are you trying to prove here? And then I'll squeeze them extra hard. And then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's like, like that shitty thing that Trump does where he'll shake the hand and then he pulls them in to show that he's, he's right. got them. Like, yeah. No, I'm not that guy. It's... it's I, it's like, you know, when someone gives you, for lack of better, say, like kind of a, this sort of limp handshake, which <laughs> it's a shitty thing. It's a cold, like, dead fish. It's a shitty fish. thing to say, but like when they get, I don't like, who, who taught you how to do this? Yeah. This is, uh, but, but, you know, whoever you are out there, wh- however you shake hands, unless you're the kind of person <laughs> who does the shitty try and dominate you thing, live your truth. I have a weird depth but perception problem when it comes to handshakes too. Like I have to do handshakes if I'm emceeing a show. So if I, if you know I'm bringing the headliner up, sometimes I miss and I only get like half of their hand, or else I go too far and it's almost like. Well, see, they have those. That's like the a secret that, handshake like the Scottish or something. movie where they slap forearms. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I miss, and I think it's because I take my my eyes off of what's happening. I, I'm looking at the crowd or I'm looking at the person and I kind of miss their hand and that happens to me a lot. Accidentally slap them on the ass. And yeah, stuff. I mean, if you threw like a, 
a bottle at me, I could probably catch it. I've got good depth perception. Oh, you heard it. You heard it here, people. Bottle throwing is encouraged. I dare you. If you're out there, (laughs) I dare you to throw a bottle at me. I dare you. (laughs) So, so back to the whole hugging thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'll, I'll hug you for sure. If you throw a bottle at me, hugging is from behind specific, like, uh, um, game of like dare. Mm-hmm. It's or, like or, uh, chicken what, hug. What do you cut? Yeah, chicken. It, it's like playing. <laughs> it, it's like playing a game of chicken. That and when I'm driving down my street at home are two very particular games of chicken. Where if I'm driving home and I hit my street and I have a strip in it, I will tell you I don't really know any of my neighbors. I've lived here for a good six or seven years. I don't really know any of my neighbors. Yeah, but. Neighbors I'm, are over. I'm cordial. I'm cordial enough with my neighbors. Right. So when I'm driving toward home, it is always the game of chicken. If I see a neighbor, it's okay. Are we going to wave at each other? I wave just automatically because for my day job, I'm a mailman. So that's and I why just I just wave. I lose the game everybody. of chicken every time. If I start to raise a hand, they turn away, and I'm like, ah. If I kind of, I'll try to. I'll try to look like I'm smiling or kind of nodding their way, but then realize, oh, they're raising the hand. I'm that guy right. now. It's the same thing with hugs. If I go in for a handshake, I go for the handshake, and then the arms sneak around me, and it's the hugger's like, oh, I'm the insensitive guy. Or if I start to go for the hug, oh, the handshake goes in like, oh. Ooh. I can, I just. I made this weird. I try to put myself in the shoes of like a woman. Because sometimes I get hugs from like drunk women. And it's weird. It's awkward and they're handsy. So I can only imagine, and I'm six foot three, 300 pounds, basically. I'm the size of an NFL linebacker. Okay, explain a brag. I, I don't think saying you're 300 pounds Hands is a brag. the size of dinner plates. I don't think saying you're 300 pounds I'm is a brag. I'm very intimidated by you right now. But I can only imagine what it feels like for a woman to get hugged by a man and not want to hug that guy. So, yeah, that's why I'm not much of an instigator when it comes you know, to hugs. I mean, I don't know. Hugs, it's, it's an awkward thing. It is. It's I'm an awkward thankful. thing. I'm thankful for, but also not thankful for hugs this year. I think we should start a thing where you just turn around and you bump butts together. That's that, a low five. That's how you fuse in Dragon Ball. It's though. a low two. Low two. Wouldn't you be worried about fusing with people? No. I used to... Okay. This might get a... Hopefully this doesn't get too graphic, but <laughs> when I was like in junior oh, I'll high, help you with that. when I was, when I was like in junior high and people would talk about, uh, what, uh, homosexual men did together and they oh. would, they would say bumming. I, I thought that's what bumming was. I thought they would just like rub their butts together. <laughs> I, I might've thought the same thing now that you mentioned. And I, I just remember thinking, well, I'm definitely not gay because I don't, I don't see any enjoyment in that. But then I, I was telling a comic about that. And it was a nationally touring comic. He's like, you need to develop that because what if that did? What if like the idea of rubbing butts together was a turn on for you and you thought that made you gay, but you really weren't? <laughs> <laughs> you've been living this whole thing. Like, right. You've been going to pride. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gay. I love rubbing butts together. And then an actual gay person was like, that's not what gay is. You're just weird. Like, <laughs> how dare you tell me what my homosexuality? Well, this changes everything. This is new information. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, fetishes out there, and rubbing butts together could certainly be one of them. It's got to be. Is this yeah. your way of trying to uh, put it out there for people? Like, 
No, hey, I if just you're at one of my shows. You know, I remember. We should start. This should be my thing. This is my gimmick. I'm the butt rubber guy. Do you remember the the old Disney cartoon where it had like a a, a ranger that worked at Yellowstone and yes. there was Humphrey the bear? Yes. And they would go around and pick up litter and first you they take, would first you take a uh, right, yeah. put it in the bag, bump, bump. yeah, bump. And they would bump butts together. I thought that was the funniest thing. Where the hell did those things come from? I don't know. I think they thought that's what gay people did too. No, no, I don't no, know. No. I mean those. There were. I think that was like a educational don't litter type thing. There were animated features like that that I don't. Uh, do you remember the one where Goofy was exercising? <laughs> yeah. Where the, yeah. Where did that air? Where, where, how did you? I think they aired before movies or something. Yeah. I remember things like that and be like, well, I've this got is, a bunch of those. This isn't a movie. This isn't a TV show. In the late 90s, they put these collections out. And I think I've got all of the Goofies and most of the Donalds. Yeah. Mickey never really did it for me. But I always thought Goofy and Donald and Chippendale, those, those were funny. I have a few compilation things from my gas station. That's how my kid knows who Johnny Quest was. Ooh, I remember Johnny Quest. Yeah. Had a badass theme song. Bandit was the dog, right? Bandit was the... And I, Haji I was, just was his friend. About, I was just talking about this today. Uh, someone on Twitter was asking... Haji, what can't, Haji can't age well. I haven't seen that for no. a long time, but... Well, <laughs> the best thing is uh, I love Venture Brothers, and Venture Brothers is, you know, a parody right. of... Yeah. Yeah. of Johnny Quest and there's some stuff about Haji in it <laughs> but uh, I, I someone on Twitter asked about what what are people's uh, top three cartoon dogs and the first one I thought of was Bandit because Bandit has my canonical what a dog barking sounds like Whoop. That, Whoop. I, I, I can't I replicate it. it because it would just be doing a disservice to <laughs> uh, to the original Bandit but yeah that what is your top three my top three was that, uh, Ayn from Cowboy Bebop and Mr. Peanut Butter from uh, BoJack Horseman. You're not going to say Scooby-Doo? No. I, you, I, I'd say Scooby-Doo, Pluto, and well, I don't know. What's another one? I think I just... I, I guess Goofy. I, I will Goofy's say, a dog. I will say I certainly respect those dogs, but they don't, they don't capture my heart the way they used to. Marmaduke doesn't do it for me. Bandit is, I mean, Bandit just is just a dog-ass dog. What was the big red dog? Clifford. 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 Bleh. What about cats? What's your top three cats? <sighs> well, Top Cat, certainly. No, I don't know. Top I didn't cats. like Top Cat. I, how, did you like I'd go Hannah Garfield, Barbera? Heathcliff, which were kind of the, they parallel, the same thing. parallel universe cats. And I don't know. What's a sassy cat? It's nope. got to be a sassy my, cat. My number one with a bullet? Battle Cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I kind of like Cringer better. What? Cringer's got personality. No. Battle Cat's just roar. I've already, I've already told you I always rage. hated the character and those things. were like, I don't know, guys. I hated <laughs> yeah, that's, that character in every That's because it I mirrored a part of your personality that you weren't a fan yes, of. Yes. I was ashamed of it, and I knew that it bummed out my friends, and it was bumming me out. The same way I don't like watching bullies. Because it mirrors a part of my personality that I'm ashamed true. of. Speaking of bullies, can I tell you something? Uh, Tom Wilson, who played Biff, yeah, he was on uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow really? on an episode I just watched. Yeah, he plays. Uh, there's a character named Nate. He's a. I don't even know. He turns into steel, but he's not steel. But he, his oh. body turns into steel. I don't even oh, know if okay. he's from the comic books. But uh, like he he plays his dad. He okay. he's a historian that accidentally gets powers. He joined the team because huh. he was a historian. This is still Tom Wilson, or he's the dad of this person? Well, he plays the dad. Of, okay. Yeah. You ever, but he's like a rich, he's a rich You ever listen to him doing guy. his comedy or anything like that? Uh, I saw him at 
It was a, a fan X when he, a, he was there with, he did a panel with Christopher Lloyd and yeah. they were, God, they were both so good. Really? And yeah. He sang, he, he brought a ukulele out. Did he do his song about the please stop asking? Yeah, me the I think so. Song? Yeah. Which, he seems, he, he seems like a guy who is doing the closest thing to, uh, politely saying, can we, can we right. maybe not do this? Right. But at the same time, what else is he known for? He's a he. I mean, just he's own done it. stuff. He's yeah, a, he's done stuff. He's a good actor. But he's I, shown up in stuff. If he I, was uh, he was the chief in. No, I think it was in the the heat. He's the chief in it. He has a really good gag about <laughs> the the Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Movie? Okay. It's just a really good gag about uh, what's her name the the other one. Who's the other one? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. If you're playing the drink from you Ghostbusters, because one of us couldn't remember a name, <laughs> yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, there's some gag in it about that. You know, she hassles him, and she's like, and uh, Sandra Bullock says something to him about like, "Well, you seem like you're handling things okay." And he goes like, "I'm actually 25 years old." <laughs> but he's, I, I've heard him interviewed. He seems a bunch super of charming. Times. He's yeah. a really funny, really charming guy. Right. Um, Normally, uh, normally I would say be happy that you're known for anything at all, but I think he deserves better than just being known as Biff. Oh, even yeah. though that is an iconic. I mean, portrayal. in a hundred years, I think people will will know Biff references that and he, Back to the Future. He, you know, it's just it's just like uh, some of Bill Paxton's earlier roles of just he embodied that stuff. Game you know, over, man. Game, yeah, game over. over and stuff like that. Just like he made it so memorable. Can I? Can I? Uh, just to jump on. Uh, DC DC Legends of Tomorrow. I, I demand that you. Do. I think it's my current favorite no uh, CW DC TV show. What makes it thus? Uh, I just think the characters have developed, and it's funny. It's it's basically a buddy comedy, but there's like six to seven characters at any time on the Wave Rider, which is the time traveling spaceship, yeah. and they keep mixing it up. It's not the same two going out together and going off on missions. They keep mixing it up, and there's all these different elements that the different characters bring out of each other. Without knowing much about it, that just sounds like a strong formula overall. I mean, in a way, I if I may, mm-hmm. may I? You may. It's It sounds like one of the things that really made uh, Infinity War work, which was right. kind of you know uh, separating these characters out and... Getting them to play off each other mm-hmm. really well, and these all of the characters on there are basically B to maybe C to even D character D list characters that's a, that's in the DC great universe. Thing. Like that's hey, having read a bunch of like even being specifically into Marvel, usually the C and D characters are the best. Like Wally West shows up on it. He, he wasn't really doing anything on the Flash. They're the characters that really they're they're allowed to do crazy stuff with them, right? And. Probably the biggest characters on there are the Adam and Wally West, Kid Flash. Yeah. But, I mean, Sarah Lance, I don't even know if that's a character in the comic books, is I it? It's the you. sister of Laurel Lance. She's the white canary, but she's the oh, captain of the ship. I see. Yeah, but it just, it the way they, they write it out, and it they do a lot of fun things with history. They go back, uh, they go back and fight Vikings, and they accidentally... Uh, end up leaving this Bebo doll, which is kind of like a Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, that's is that the Teddy Ruxpin mashup? Is that the thing that when you're on streaming services, the little looks like a little Sully? Yeah, yeah, 
and the, they end up worship, worshiping it, thinking it's like a god. So it replace, replaces Christ in history. They have <laughs> they have Bebomus or something like that. That sounds all right. And they go back. There's they meet Elvis. They go. Uh, there's one where uh, the bad guys come and scare George Lucas, so he never makes star wars so ray palmer oh. the atom is never inspired to boy they develop his shrinking they technology gone, they gone and, into the late 90s and really helped out <laughs> stop the prequels <laughs> yeah but there's a lot of fun stuff where they where they mess there, with time there and, would never be that beginning part of back to the future yeah i i, I well, want to say there's a of. it was he was an extraterrestrial from the planet vulcan so there's definitely back to the future elements in it and references well, i was just gonna they just did one that was a groundhog day episode shows like that shows like that are great where not only can you do anything you're encouraged to do anything right it's it's i think right now it's my favorite of all those shows and i i've been trying to catch up on them uh, like i'm trying to watch the current season because i got behind last year because the cw app on on my roku they keep five at a time, kind of like Hulu used to do, but they start deleting them even if they're showing a rerun. They they repost the rerun and delete the old one. So I got behind on everything. So I've been trying to catch up on last year's stuff on Netflix, and I'm still now I'm trying to watch this year's before they get deleted. So I'm kind of on this little time loop of my own, trying to remember what's current and what's not, and who's in prison and who's out and. Ugh. Sounds rough. You should just. It's actually kind of hand. fun. You should just try my technique of wanting to get around to watching stuff and never quite getting there. <laughs> well, that's usually what I do. But there's always like I've been on a, a DC TV or the Arrowverse panel at, at yeah. Fan X before, so there's always a chance I could be on that again. So I need to be current. Was it? We it's were a talking about it previously. Is it on Arrow where it's the crossover where Arrow is the Flash and Flash is the Arrow? Yeah, that's gonna okay. Because yeah. I was telling Gabe about that. He's like, "No, that didn't happen on the Flash." Well, it'll it'll happen on uh, all four shows. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell him that's coming. He, <laughs> by the way, so we uh, we were over at my mom's and she had CW on and we caught a little bit of the most recent Flash and Gabe hates the new costume. Oh, really? The one with the open chin. Yeah. Or huh. have, you, have you been watching the current ones? Uh, I've seen the first episode. <clears throat> so I've seen a little bit of it. The suit that he's wearing now, the red seems a little brighter, and then he doesn't have a chin strap. Mm. And it's the chin strap thing that's really messing with Gabe. And I was, I thought, I wonder if that's more of a product of his age of kind of growing, like the superhero stuff he grows up with, like the chin strap is common because... I wonder if that's to set up for the the crossover episode so you can tell Oliver Queen is not the know. Flash. That's an I'm, interesting it way It could be something as simple as that and it'll go back. <clears throat> I just thought it was it was more of a classic costume. And when it was bugging Gabe, I just thought, of like, well, now that I think about it, all of those, like Batman always has a chin strap, uh, mm-hmm. Captain America always has a chin yeah. strap. So I wondered if that was a generational thing. Oh, I'll have to. Them chimp straps always bug me. I don't notice the different uh, costumes as much, I guess, as normal people. Because he's Gabe's had several into, different costumes. Gabe's way into design stuff lately. Okay. Like, he really, he draws a ton, and he likes designing characters and stuff like that. So, we talked about it because he, he couldn't get over it. And he, I'm like, yeah, let it go. He's like, but, but Dad, <laughs> I'm way into design. I love whenever they bring Gorilla Grodd on there. I yeah, Grodd's awesome on there, and King Shark is just funny. He look, King Shark looks like remember that what was the the shark? 
It was like the Ninja Turtles, but street it was sharks? Shark, street sharks. Yeah, yeah. King Shark kind of looks like you're, he's you're, one of the, sh- uh, the, the second street you, sharks. All you said was, "What was that?" I'm like, I think he's going to talk about street sharks. <laughs> it reminds me of that. <laughs> There's a note. Have you ever seen the old commercial where Vin Diesel is playing with the toys? No. Yeah. It's as one a of kid? The, no. Oh, as an adult. It's one of the first <laughs> things that uh, Vin Diesel did was wow. a commercial for street sharks. Toys. That's funny. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna look that up. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. You go ahead and stretch for a second. I'm gonna. Speaking of stretch, one of the current uh, characters is is Plastic Man or is elongated? Elongated Man, Man, Ralph Dibney. And at first, I did not like him at all. I thought the actor was just trying to be a Jim Carrey type of person, which is funny because in the '90s, I remember they were talking about doing a Plastic Man with Jim Carrey as the Plastic Man. But that character is actually starting to develop a little bit more too, and he's more well-rounded and a little more heroic. But still flawed. But going back to the um, Legends of Tomorrow, they're all flawed characters. Some of them are even uh, bad guys. So it's cool just to see the different dynamic between all of them. But, it, I mean, they're they're fun. I know you don't get into them as much as I do, but yeah. Arrow's still kind well, of... Well, it's weird that they're talking about... Uh, the new season... Do- of- Doom Patrol sounds like it's going to be somewhat like the Legends of Tomorrow. The new season of Flash, uh, or not Flash, but Arrow. Oh my gosh. He looks like he's in a boy band. This is Vin Diesel playing with Street Sharks. Oh, it's Toy Fair 1994. He's wearing a black leather vest with no shirt underneath. He looks like he's in the Backstreet Boys. Oh, he's He's got a shark shark tooth tooth necklace. (laughs) He's got his hair. Wow. This is amazing. So we, this is our crossover event. Here's the most amazing thing. He's like legit smiling. Oh, he just shot a hammerhead's hammer. Vin Diesel is having well, fun playing I mean, with the street sharks. Good for him. The, but this is, I mean, this isn't an unknown thing. Like one of those, one of those sort of. They had a ninja you know, turtle that had troll doll hair. That was probably to save them from being sued. Oh, okay. So they just um, adjusted it a little it's bit. It's one of those well-known things that Vin Diesel is just a huge geek. Like he plays Dungeons and Dragons, stuff like that. I've never seen him this animated in anything he's ever acted in. This is also in 1994, remember? He's actually so he's, playing and having fun. He's That's funny. He's got to be like in his mid to early 20s. He's jacked. Yeah. He was jacked. Yeah. I mean, he's got veins on his bare arms. <laughs> That's funny. To, I've never heard excited of that Vin Diesel's out there. <laughs> I'm glad I got to show you that. Yeah, that was funny. So we got to talk a little about DC TV. That's fun. Yeah. Uh there's another let's see. Oh. I just saw Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are going to be playing Scarlet Witch and Vision in a Disney streaming show. Yeah, that's I, pretty cool. I'm I'm grouchy about it. I like did, Legends I, of Shield, the whole the whole Disney streaming thing we is a, a well worn road <laughs> of like I don't like them pulling everything in and circling but their wagons on it. I think the fact that they've got like the actual stars doing it is really cool. But that is a story like. Uh, I did the panel at FanX this year, and one of the the girls that asked a question was super into that love story. I would and say I think there's a lot of people that are really into it's grossly that story. underdeveloped. But yeah, and this is the chance to develop that. I think they they probably listen to people and go, oh, people actually care about Vision and Scarlet Witch. Maybe we should, you know, unearth that a little bit and see where it goes. I guess that's true. I'm. 
That is that something that happens in the comics? That yeah, they, 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 yeah they, they're married. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't even realize well, that. Well, they were married anyway. Okay. Boy, the, the Vision, Scarlet... I mean, holy moly. I could go on a huge tear about, like, uh, you know, the, the Scarlet Witch is a dangerous person. There's, mm-hmm. a whole, there's a whole huge storyline where in a moment of... Because the Scarlet Witch's powers, comic-wise, is just like she just has reality powers. Mm-hmm. So... Like, one of the bigger ones was just there's a moment where in a heated, like, you know, uh, meltdown, she just whispers, no more mutants, and all the mutants disappear. Wow. All but a very small amount. And then that, I think, culminated in, there was a, there was a, I thought was a pretty cool uh, uh, storyline called House of M. And that was like it was it was this alternate future where Magneto completely one. took over. I think I have a comic book with that. House it was that. a pretty neat one. But uh and I think that one in the end, like it was thought that it was Magneto that was the one that was in control of everything and it was Quicksilver the whole time, I think. Hmm. I don't know. It's fun stuff, but yeah, that a lot of that comes out of like there the whole relationship between Scarlet Witch and Vision was pretty rocky, but you know. I think in the movie it really worked and connected with people. So I think it's cool they're going to I guess do it did that. connect with people. I just didn't think that they really ever like you there there's sort of a brief relationship building bit in uh, I think it was Civil War. Yeah. And then then the next thing you see is in Infinity War they're just like cuz he was kind of in charge of making sure she didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then uh Clint shows up. Hawkeye put him through the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was true tell, love since then. You could tell. You know, they yeah. were. You could tell he they cares cared about, about her each and other. She cares right. About him. Right. Will they? Won't they? All that stuff. But I think. I mean, honestly, those characters aren't going to get their own movies. They're just not. Why not? But the, so we've hit a we've hit an interesting point. I guess if they're going to start doing this, of who gets movies and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Ant Man and the Wasp worked perfectly well. Yeah. So. I mean, they've but established that worked these well two as a comedy. What, what I think. If, hey, okay, let's hey, look at what it. If we, what w- if we? Would you go see a Hawkeye movie? Just, just Hawkeye out so on his own. Here's the thing. I would see it if it was Hawkeye and Black Widow. Possibly my favorite. Possibly my favorite Marvel series. What one of my very high ups uh, Marvel series was a Hawkeye series that Matt Fraction did. It is so good. It's like it. It it has the pace and uh, feel of like a seventies like hard boiled kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, if they did that, sure as hell I'd go see it. I would go see Black Widow. Um, who why, else? Hey, if it's the thing they're working on, why couldn't you have sort of a romance movie that right, we should rephrase it? Are just average people that aren't into sup- superheroes necessarily, but will go see Avengers. But maybe they haven't seen Ant Man. They haven't. They didn't watch the Hulk. Uh, maybe they've seen one out of three Thor movies. Are they going to go see Vision and Scarlet Witch movie? That's what I'm saying. Like, who would have probably not? Again, who would have thought the th- after after the Dark World? Who would have thought the third Thor movie was going to be amazing? Well, yeah, it's because they they found the right director. Yeah. Because instead of making an action movie, they said, what if it was just more or less a comedy? More silly, yeah. They found the thing that worked, and hey, maybe that's the thing that works for that property is we make the the Vision and Scarlet Witch movie just kind of a YA romance. So you're saying it was because they ditched Natalie Portman? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Natalie Portman. I guess fun. I don't. 
don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, why would I besmirch Natalie Portman? I would like Kat Dinning's character to come back. I enjoyed her a lot. Which one was she? She was Natalie Portman's like assistant. She was kind of the snarky, was she? wisecracking I guess it's like college student. The first Thor movie I haven't seen forever, and then I never did see Dark World. She was the only person that got laughs in those, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Loki. Loki got some laughs, too. Yeah. But, but she was kind oh. of a snarky character. And, I don't Maybe know. Loki. I don't think Loki's dead. <clears throat> I, I, I'm going to bet you Loki is Dunzo. I don't think so. Dunzo. I don't think so. There are rumors that he might play, uh, Tom Hiddleston might be James Bond. Yeah, I've heard that. He would be a good James Bond. I'd be on board. I, you know you know what? If, if um, oh, we're doing this. How old is Tom Hiddleston? Early well, 30s probably? Hey, stretch and I'll find I out. I mean, he could conceivably do five movies. Because, uh, let's see, how... Uh, his name daniel craig daniel because daniel craig is what late 40s now he started what mid 30s i was just gonna say if daniel craig is sort of the natural extension of sean connery like tom hiddleston could easily be the natural succession of uh roger moore yeah roger moore yeah why not as long as they don't go too uh corny I do like the Roger Moore movies. Well, just I mean, why not? Hey, he was born in 81, so he's younger than us. He's yeah, like he's... late 30s, so... Yeah, he could do four or five movies. No, that's... That, he... Hey, again, Daniel Craig stuff's been great. Why not? Why not try to do a more refined take of the Roger Moore era? I never would have thought of Tom Hiddleston as James Bond until Kong Skull Island. <laughs> I I still you know what you know they they track him down in that bar somewhere in in like Southeast Asia, and I was like, ooh, yeah, he could be James Bond. Fastbender could be Bond too. Either one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, Fastbender. Fastbender. I, I don't know. I think I think Daniel Craig has been to, enough of Daniel Craig that he'll do that one more. Fastbender still. would be a uh, a little bit of a step down. Can I tell you about a oh, uh, crazy Michael Fastbender movie? I don't know if you've seen this. And it is not his best work. He's not terrible in it, but it is a weird movie. It's called The Snowman. Have you ever no, heard of it? I haven't seen it. It came out, I don't know, three years ago is probably. Is the like, murderer one? Yeah. yeah. He, he plays a detective just didn't really somewhere seem, in Scandinavia. Was it good? Because it just doesn't seem super interesting to me. No, it's, it's bad. It's laughably bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his character is named Harry Hole. <laughs> Harry Hole. And was it? Ah, uh, probably unconfirmed. But it had uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who is a, she's uh, the female spy in the last two Mission Impossible movies. Hmm. Awesome Man. in those movies. Kind of wasted in this. How come Fallout's it's got that for streaming yet. Oh, I don't know. Hasn't it? It seems like it's been long enough. It should should, should be, be coming up pretty quick. Uh, but it, it's it's also got uh, Val Kilmer playing a detective, and somebody dubs his voice because Val Kilmer has throat cancer and his voice is really poor Val Kilmer uh, messed up and it has Toby Jones in it that's his name right Toby Jones from uh, he was in Capote he was Armin Zola in the Captain America yeah okay I know who that is oh he was also an auctioneer in uh, Jurassic World Part 2 was he? yeah huh yeah he's the guy that is running the auction anyway he's in it it is a weird movie it's got all these 
the the killer makes snowmen whenever he murders somebody and sometimes he puts like the victim's severed head on the top of the snowman it is it's crazy but it's so funny it's bad it is bad thankfully there wasn't any magic in that old top hat just the fact that the guys it comes from a book series so an author made the guy's character harry hole it's funny. I was going to say that uh, Hiddleston... The trailer actually like, makes it look good. You watch the trailer, you're like, ooh, that seems like a good movie. But Hiddleston, the movie is... Hiddleston in uh, Kong Skull Island gave me the same vibes as like like Adrian Brody in that Predator movie of like, <laughs> okay, I know you got Jack, but it just, I, I just still, I'm not buying it. Uh, Adrian Brody is, he's still, even though he got a little bit jacked, he still looks... Uh, gangly. That, I guess that's. I think that's. that's I, that's how I see Hiddleston. Oh really? For me. Uh, for me. Yeah. I'll do respect. I mean, Mr. when he's standing next to Chris great. Hemsworth. Also, yeah, Chris Hemsworth is. He is not just a dude. He is a man. Chris Hemsworth is probably my wife's number one. Uh, you know. You know. People have the list. Yeah. Uh, you could sneak out who's, on or whatever. Who's the top of your list? I don't. Uh, here's the thing. Who do you? Uh, who do you guys? I didn't fall wait, into that when trap. You say, when you say the list, does that mean like if if Chris Hemsworth rolls through and she's like, yeah, Penny. yeah, no, she told me hers. Let's let's go to Pound Town and Penny looks at you and you go, shit, I put him on the list. Go for it, I guess. I, oh. think, I think in like the late '90s, I might have given her three, and she's like, well, none well, of them could, are like me. She was so have been mad. Chris Hemsworth. No, because well, if so, Penny, you're gross. Well, yeah, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> didn't exist in our zeitgeist at that point. But yeah, I think I might have said like Salma Hayek or. It's not a terrible poll. I think maybe Jennifer Love Hewitt was on there. It's not a terrible poll. I mean, this is like, think of who the late '90s people are. Yeah. Maybe, I can't remember exactly, but there might have been like a either a Jennifer Aniston or a Jennifer Lopez or something. Whatever the anyway, she got so mad. I've never, I've never rehad that discussion. <laughs> who, who brought it up? I don't know. I don't think it was me though. I think it was a trap. Penny, I honestly think it was a trap. How dare you, Penny? So I've never fallen into that. Penny, you know what? Doing that to your husband, trap. you know what that is? That's hack, Penny. That's hack. That's a dick move. <laughs> never Come again, Penny. I don't have a list. Nope. Nope. Well. No list. Travis, you have a But list. I know she's got a list. You have I a know list, you just know your wife listens to this and you're terrified of her like I am of Mike Tyson. She's unabashedly forward about her uh, thing for Chris Hemsworth. So I would say it's involuntary, probably. Probably. I mean, Chris Hemsworth takes off his shirt. And I hey, think, look, I, he I is think an people attractive just, gentleman. Yeah, it's almost like he's an alien or something. Yeah. Maybe he really is a Greek, or not a Greek god, but a Norse god. It's just not fair. But he's also he's also charming as hell. I know, and he seems nice. That's the really crappy thing. It's like he's got everything. He seems like a God, decent person. Chris, all those dumb Chris's couldn't have just like a pronounced limp or anything. Chris at least? Evans seems nice. Chris Pine, I don't know. Chris. Maybe he seems all right. All those dumb Chris's. Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker. Every woman's always like talking about Chris Tucker. Chris Christopherson. Maybe not Chris Christopherson. Is that all the Chris's? Kristen I think we named Bell. them all. Chris Farley. I remember I, I made a meme, but it didn't catch on. It was like, you can have Hemsworth, uh, Pine, Evans, and who was the other one? Who's the other Chris? I don't know. 
Seems like there's another one. I said Pratt, but yeah, Pratt. But my favorite is Farley, and it was Chris Farley as a, a Chippendale dancer. <laughs> oh man, that 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 skit with uh, Patrick Swayze is so good. Oh yeah, I mean, for, Swayze's hair is so good. <laughs> but Farley was just. We talked about balls in the last episode. Uh, hey, he sells it. To take your shirt off looking like that. That takes some balls. I'm so, not gonna take my shirt he off. He sells it, and it's still like it makes me <laughs> laugh really hard watching it. I mean, if if somebody paid me a million dollars, I might do it. <laughs> it's a it's a good skit, and it, it's like two two guys who were just in their time were amazing. Farley had no fear. Neither did Patrick Swayze. He jumped out of that plane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to take your shirt off when you look like Patrick Swayze. But hey, Swayze put in the work, man. That's true. Why are you, why he are did you the trying crunches. to take down Patrick Swayze? I don't have to. Cancer did it already. Boo. 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 Swayze. Boo. Nobody Boo. put Swayze Trash. in the corner. Rubbish. <laughs> Boo. I got nothing against Patrick Swayze. You had true love with... Yeah. I'm just naturally... I've been a chubby guy since I was like, I don't know, eight. So naturally I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to... Fit guys are not going to be my favorites. I yeah, I didn't get that thing where you got the like <laughs> monster frame with it too, though. <sighs> monster cereal frame. <laughs> I'm glad Halloween's over. I'm glad we're moving on to Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. I think and it's probably my favorite holiday. Halloween might be mine, man. I enjoy. I have cousins Halloween and my a, brother. Actually, Halloween is a good nerd holiday. I know a lot of people that love that Halloween's their favorite. I don't have anything against it necessarily. I just it just doesn't do that much for me. I like Thanksgiving. I like food. What can I say? See, and I'm I like I'm, making food. I'm not huge on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I get to break out my world famous uh, green bean casserole. Ooh, uh, I make oh, it. I make oh, it. Behave. I make it from scratch. Well, I mean, the green beans come from a can, but everything else, I, I saute the onions. I I make the the mushrooms perfect. Put that crunchy, uh, you know, the crunchy onions. I put mix that in there. I make it gluten free too. I do a gluten free version. Like you're flirting with me somehow. Get some uh, gluten free uh, cream of mushroom soup. Get it in there, all stewed together. It's awesome. World famous. I don't, I don't doubt it at all. I love cooking stuff. I love doing gravy. You do gravy. You get like the drippings from the turkey. Put in some cornstarch. It's gluten free. My wife can't. Eat the gluten stuff, so I make it with cornstarch. I learned that one from what my if, dad. What yeah. if Chris Hemsworth is primarily gluten? That, that would complicate her plans <laughs> for when I die. What if we had the if we had the ability to change our looks, like say it was some microchip, and we just do you think that would be, that would work for marriages, or do you think that would complicate things? If you could just like, if I could just make if, myself if my, look like, like anyone, yeah. If my wife said, "I want you to look," yes, I'm in the mood, but only if you look like Chris Hemsworth. I would say it, I, would, it would greatly complicate things for Cindy because her husband would look like Skeletor all the time. <laughs> so she's got a thing for Skeletor. No, I do. <laughs> oh, so she would look like Skeletor. No, I would. It wouldn't be up to her. Oh, okay. So oh. like, it's time for bedroom time. You bumbling boob. <laughs> <laughs> E-man. Yeah. yeah. So she'd stop, be evil Could you stop doing that during the end of my time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all bone. 
No, it, it's only the head. The rest of it's it. It's only the head. The, the rest of it is all just blue. No more. No more glowing yellow. <laughs> much like, uh, much like the uh, the guy from uh, Watchmen, just blue dicks everywhere. I always thought it was funny. Uh, all the shows we were into involved swords back in back in the day. Like it was so phallic. He Man, Thundercats, even Conan, which I have Highlander. Uh, yeah. A lot of swords. Star, Star Wars. A lot of phallic swords. I don't know. I mean, I think swords are still in. I mean, swords are always going to be in. But what about Red Sonia? <laughs> yeah. Red Sonia. I barely remember Red Sonia, actually. And I saw it like three years ago. It was, and I don't what really about remember Red Sonia? You mean the one where Arnold was on the poster? The, the character that is not But he's barely in it, yeah. It. Who, who was the actress in Red Sonia? Oh, she... Brigitte Nielsen? Brigitte is that Nielsen, it? Yeah. Okay. Didn't she date Flavor Flav? Uh, unconfirmed. I think, I think they started dating after they were on a VH1 reality sure. show. Go, I think they had a reality it. show go together. That was before Flavor of Love. <laughs> I thought I thought that she was with uh, Dolph Lundgren for a while. Yeah, I think so too. So hmm. Brigitte Nielsen. Relationship status. How did we they go from Dolph oh, Lundgren yeah, the, the to Flavor Flav? Yes, it doesn't matter. All I'm going to be is Skeletor all the time if I can Skeletor. look like whatever I want to. Well, I don't know if it... I guess that would be kind of cool if you could just look like whoever you wanted to. But what if everybody's walking around looking like Chris Hemsworth except you? You're, you're Skeletor. You're the one that stands out. You're the okay, special one. Hey, guess who else is also strangely ripped? Skeletor. Yep. yep. <laughs> that was the thing. Like he man zero percent body. The fat. whole thing was like he man supposed to be beating up Skeletor. Hey, guess what? Skeletor is really muscly. <laughs> Everyone on Eternia was really muscly. Skeletor was a cool villain, though. What do you mean was? Okay, he still is. <laughs> but who thought of that? Like, all right, we got to have a bad guy, but let's have him have a yellow skull face. I I don't well. <laughs> All that stuff came from, I think that's in that, that toys thing is like all that stuff came from designs for like kind of, uh, they were designed as toys, more adult, like those, the, the little, uh, booklets that they came with and stuff Mm -hmm. like that were surprisingly well drawn. Well, like the Skeletor was much more menacing. Have you ever seen the toys that made us the he-man version? That's what I was talking about. I think I'd heard you had told me that that's in there. Yeah. I mean that whole, it was all designed as a toy line. And then they're like, but they need to have a backstory. And that's why the, the books were in there. And the TV series came after the fact. The, actually, the TV yeah. series was to, to sell more toys, too. Well, they knocked it out of the park. It wasn't like they in, made the in, toys because people liked the, the board, TV series. Across the board, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it had a really good run for about, what, eight years, probably? And then it got really bad. Did it? Yeah. I, Do you uh, remember the later He-Man versions, like in the early 90s? They were still putting out Masters of the Universe, but they changed them all up. Oh, and they well, had... yeah, that stuff. Like, very few of those things. It's not until now where you get, like, the Netflix Voltron where they, they look at it and go, like, how could... They don't just go, like, how can we sell more toys? They go, like, well, how can we how can we make people want to watch this? Mm-hmm. And they've been... Or, you know, they, they get good artists. They develop them well. They... You know, so. Even the music was good. And they always had a moral at the end of the story. Yeah. Yes, they did. They had the so did G.I. Joe, too. Yep. Yes, they did. 
Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. I ran across a little advertisement for some three-inch He-Man figures today. Oh, really? And I am really considering spending adult money (laughs) on these stupid damn things. I liked the reboot toys that they did in like the early 2000s. Did you ever see those? I don't know. They actually had a cartoon, too. And it was was actually pretty good. I liked it. But the toys were good. They were... I've still got all of them, and they're they're good looking action figures. They look like kind of like the Marvel Legends series. Yeah, I think they're just as good yeah. as that. No, these were these are just like they're about like the old, um, the old old uh, Star Wars figures. Like, and they have the same articulation. The three and three quarter inch ones. Yeah, three and three quarter inch. But they're He Man. Yeah. So they're skinny. They're not. The, they're not as wide yeah, as they not are like tall. Super ripped out. Yeah. Like the real toys were. Again. A, you know, a 41-year-old man, I'm like, I, I kind of think I need to have this in my life. <laughs> I need to, like, what are you going to do with them? Like, just sit them down and look at them a lot. You're in a back room like Vin Diesel playing with street yeah, sharks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I'm worried. Vin Diesel <laughs> Making wasn't. videos. Vin Diesel wasn't intimidated. I shouldn't be intimidated. Either. Yeah, Vin so, Diesel likes his street sharks. Watch out in further episodes. You might see some of my goofy... I things. smell a YouTube channel. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to a podcast... And it was comedians, and they were talking about that Logan Paul guy that you you brought up yeah. a few episodes ago, and they were playing some of it on there. What a douche. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were specifically playing the one where he went to the Japanese suicide yeah. forest. Yeah, that, that's a, I think that's <laughs> What Jake a piece Paul. of garbage. Th- thanks for the, the namesake, Jake Paul. I think, that's, I think Logan Paul, Paul is the older brother. I think Jake they were Paul. both there. They Either played uh, the the brother, the non Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Uh, apparently, he's a rapper, and they were playing some of his rap. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oof. It's like if we just made up a rap right now, it would be that good. It was bad. I'm not I hate that. YouTubers. That's got to be a segment. <laughs> I was I was watching uh, right now uh, my my beloved uh, Giant Bomb site. They're doing a. You ever heard of Extra Life? It's a it's a yearly charity for children's organizations. Like a lot of, <clears throat> like this thing, they're just doing 24 hour streaming of different parts of their team will come in and do a 24 hour stream. So they're like, for the next like five or six days, them and affiliates are doing 24 hour streams. And today they were, they were doing a thing that I don't even know why when I, when I popped it up, they were watching something on YouTube hmm. and then they jokingly started clicking on the, like the suggestions and they started going like five deep on that and five deep on that and seeing what it took them to. And, yeah, it was. I think one of the ones they ended on was a, it was a Lego train channel where someone had a Lego train going around a pool. Like, wow, this is this is surprisingly well shot. And then at the end, it's just a shot of two trains and these two Lego trains <laughs> crashing over a pool. Like, yeah, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. Uh, I remember watching a thing. Uh, it, it came on last Christmas. It was on. I don't know. If, I think it was on Amazon Prime. And uh, it was just trains. It was people, you know how people do like the, the big train setup in their basements? Yeah. It was just people recording it. We, we knew And I watched like, it for about we knew two a guy hours. Like that at the warehouse. Who? Uh, Joe, the janitor guy. Oh, the janitor. Yeah, yeah, I remember Joe. He was Joe. big into model trains. Was he? Yeah. Oh, wow. But I watched this because they like zoom in so it looks really close. That's yeah, that's pretty much. And what I this watched was. the trains for like two hours. No, the, part of what they I think were also it kept talking me from about uh, was, blowing up a post office. Actually, part of what they were talking about was the YouTube hole, YouTube holes that they go down, and one of the ones they actually landed on that was a YouTube hole for me was the uh, pneumatic press channel, 
It's some guy with some they smash e- things. Eastern European, really thick Eastern European accent, and he's just got a pneumatic press, and they'll just put things in it, crush it. He, hmm. him and his, him and his, I think it's his wife, do it together, and they they have these really great gregarious laughs. And then at the end, like his wife will have made something out of Plato, and it'll be like. Then see what we have here is the the Western piranha, and he's being a bit of a menace, so we have to deal with it. And then the thing, they and smash this, a piranha. No, no, a oh, Plato okay. piranha, and, oh, and then okay. you know the Plato squirts down. There's. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Do you remember the giant shredder? You ever see that? Where they would throw like metal the one in, things. The one in Ninja Turtles too. No, not not Super Shredder. <laughs> oh, played by Kevin Nash, also known as Diesel, <laughs> from The Outsiders, the NWO. No, it was like there was this industrial sized shredder, and they would throw like I've seen things all like sorts that. like, like I've printers seen, and I've seen stuff like that where they like throw a whole car in it and it'll. Oh man, that would be cool. Yeah, I've gone down that. There's a there's a couple of guys they go they call themselves the slow mo guys. <laughs> and they just do they just do film things in slow motion there. It's a little bit stunty, but they're they're really charming guys and it's it is fascinating. Gabe and I have sat for we've had nights where we've sat for hours uh the uh uh fail army. We used to sit on weekends and watch like eight or nine fail army compilations because <laughs> we're those kind of dumbasses. I went down a rabbit hole uh at, obviously I don't like YouTubers, but this wasn't YouTubers. There's a choir it's like a people's choir in new york and they just sing like they did a tribute to um david bowie when he died they did a tribute to prince but they actually did one with colin hay from minute work i can't remember what it's called but they were singing uh it's i can't get no sleep yeah overkill that's it so it's colin hay with a choir singing overkill so I was going to from tell the you, minute work. One of my there are, oh my god, there's another one with this guy. Man, I, I got extra stuff to watch. So um, a few of my, I, I'll I'll finish with a couple of favorites of okay. YouTube. Number one, and it's He-Man related. <laughs> there is a video called Fabulous Secret Powers, and it's a He-Man video where he ends up singing the the four non blondes song. Oh yes, on. I've seen that. That video brings me so much joy yeah i've seen that 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 video what's going on that makes me happy 100 times out of 10 (laughs) the other one that i ran across is this dude who has a calliope all right doing michael jackson smooth criminal and number one it's awesome but number two the guy running the calliope is a nerd but he is i never thought you could rock the calliope but he is. Wow. And the expression on his out. face, if, if any of you are out there, look up smooth criminal Michael Jackson on the calliope. And it'll just be some guy in a denim shirt running a calliope in what looks like a, a, like a wood pile. <laughs> the look on his face when he's done that he's so stoked that he pulled it off. Again, it will bring you, it'll bring you joy. Look up Fabulous Secret Powers if you've never seen it, though you probably have. Look it up again because it'll make you happy again. And then look <laughs> up smooth criminal. But also, I see that same guy. On the Calliope, he has Michael Jackson's badge, so... Wow. I'm that, pretty excited to watch that later. That reminds me of something I read today, speaking of Michael Jackson, and it has to do with Weird Al. So we all know that Weird Al uh, did a version of uh, Beat It, made it Eat It, right? Did a version of Bad, which was Fat. He wanted to do a version of Black or White, which is an early 90s Michael Jackson song. And Michael Jackson <laughs> said... 
uh, I'd rather you not do that because it's it's a song that I think has a serious message. So I would appreciate it if you didn't do it. And uh, Weird Al was going to change it to Snack All Night. And there's an article in the Rolling Stone about Weird Al saying, I th- at first I was angry and a little upset that Michael Jackson w- wouldn't let me do it. But in retrospect, I think it probably saved my career because it would have been just another run-of-the-mill, boring uh, song about food. Instead of doing that, he went on to do Smells Like Nirvana, which kind of rebirthed Weird Al to people that are our age. Because we we grew up loving Weird Al, but when the Nirvana stuff happened and music started changing... And then Weird Al did that, and we're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Weird Al's really cool. Look what he did. Smells Like Nirvana is a funny Weird Al song. But it's also funny that you say that because um, I think Weird Al did do a thing with Black or White where he didn't he didn't parody hmm. it, but he, like, redubbed it. I'm having a memory know. of, because specifically the part at the end where everyone's morphing into stuff, where they're, doing the, they're just doing the chorus, but it yeah. keeps morphing into someone else. I remember seeing that. Huh. Where specifically, because there was, I think it was a woman, it, it, they do, it's black, it's white, and then she like sticks her tongue out. And I think it was Weird Al redubbing. She's like, I don't, know. I don't know. I can't find it right away, but I, I we think need to that research. was Weird Al. That Is this did. a Mandela effect thing? I know that thing definitely exists, but okay. I, I might be wrong that it was Weird Al. Are you aware of people that swear that uh, Sinbad made a movie called Kaz- uh, yeah. Shazam? Yeah. And not Kazam? It's pretty and interesting, did, and right? He didn't do either of those things. No, no, that was there wasn't at all. <laughs> but people swear that they've seen it. it I, I'm sure it just goes along with his name is Sinbad, and that sounds like a genie to begin with, right? Yeah. So I've actually heard of a lady that broke it all down to. Uh, he's got the hoop earrings. He's got the name Sinbad. He did, I guess, uh, a cable channel in the late. 90s or something like that did a bunch of sinbad movies all together and he hosted it did it really yeah that's so, cool and then there was the the i would love remember, to take a saturday and just watch a bunch of old sinbad movies. yeah why not? sinbad's funny but remember the mm, remember I mean, the movie no, house no, guest no, no, no. i mean like old like sinbad oh, the sailor movies yeah some of them are pretty good i would i would enjoy with the harry house and yeah. stop motion yeah but do you remember the movie house guest on the yes. poster uh, Sinbad's head is like poking out of the mailbox oh, yes. and they think that like works into it too where it's like a no. genie's head popping out of a bottle this type is some, of thing this is some but people swear that they saw the movie this is some it's like crazy. the people who figured out Jar Jar was really going to be the evil one all along that's just internet manufactured stuff. I know but do you know that people have actually uh, developed theories that we are inside of a matrix or we're part of a parallel universe and this is like an anomaly or a, a deja vu type thing that is leaked through like because they can remember it but it doesn't exist in history that obviously this is some sort of flaw in 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 the machine that we're stuck in it's crazy people are it's like i'm talking to that guy crazy. with the weird hair on the history channel yeah it's weird you delve into it everybody mandela effect it's funny it's funny how people get all these crazy theories because they remember something that uh, didn't actually happen or misremember. That just, uh, I'm, I, I think that just stuff goes, I think that just goes into the, the human brain when it doesn't have information on hand, it'll just 
you know, non-essential information. Right. It fills in the blanks. It'll fill in the blanks. I think it's like, like, uh, in the empire strikes back, Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. But everybody thinks he says, Luke, I am your father. Exactly. That's what I think too. I think it's because Chris Farley sitting in fan, sort of in front of the fan going, la, 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 Luke, Luke, I am your father, Luke. I think that's why people think that Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father, where he doesn't. He says, no, I am your father. Yeah, he does say Anything. That. That's interesting. <laughs> that's just interesting to me. So we're, we're about to magic mic time, I think. We're, we're about an hour so here. So considering you've been watching a lot of DC stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a challenge. This might be a challenge. Because it's going to be a mix. Oh, okay. I want, to, I want to talk to the sort of Hydra-esque... Kind I want of to a, talk a Magic to, Mike roulette? I want to talk to all of Batman. All of Batman? All of Batman. Oh, my gosh. That is difficult. Oh. <laughs> all right. We'll see what we I can do. Because I got some questions. Okay. All right, uh, I'll say the magic words and let's see what's going to happen here. Uh, Strawberry shortcake. Hello? Hello? Who's this? I'm Batman. Which one? Michael Keaton. Oh. I'm the Michael Keaton Batman. I'm the best Batman. Michael Keaton. Yes. Questionable. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the best Batman. Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Conroy Batman's a better Batman. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. I would, personally, Adam West is a better Batman than you in my mind. Adam West. But you know what? Okay. I'm not going to I'm not right. gonna fight you. Okay. I'm, I'm the Michael Keaton Batman. Let's let's do it. What was it like when you were I'm Mr. Batman. Mom? I'll tell you what. Mr. Mom was a lot of fun to do. Uh, it, it was a role reversal movie where Terry Gar is my wife, and she goes off and she gets the job and i stay at home and take care of the kids and there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had there i tell you it's weird that you could answer that because i'm not talking to michael teaton i'm talking to batman but i'm able to separate myself from that i'm michael keaton no you're not you're bad oh, this is i'm the michael keaton fast. batman this is magic mike anything's possible so michael keaton batman that's right um, how did you feel about working Say with Say my Chris name o- three times and see what happens. <laughs> How did you feel about Chris O'Donnell being Robin? Eh, I, it doesn't age very well. Chris how O'Donnell. Can you, how can you answer this? You weren't that Batman at the time. Oh, yeah. Robin didn't even exist know in my. Chris O'Donnell was Robin. Because I saw how the do movies you even on know who cable. Chris O'Donnell they is? showed him a lot in the late 90s. Oh, this is not going well. This is, this is going exactly how I thought it would. So, concept of Batman, I, I really wanted to ask you. Yeah. Specifically, after what happened with Jason Todd, why did anyone ever let you talk to a kid ever again? I'm going to answer this how I think you want me to answer this. Because uh, there were there, there was were no other, Jason Todd in my movies. There were other. No, I'm I'm giving you I'm throwing okay. you a softball okay. by referring to you as concept of Batman, so you can answer questions for all of Batman. All right, fair enough. Uh, are you going to tell Bruce Wayne what to do? Well, I like to think of. If first of all, let's I'm going to put myself in Jason the shoes. Todd wasn't entirely first of all, my fault. I'm going to put I'm going to put my myself in the shoes of Martian Manhunter, all a right. member of the Justice League. All right. Also, a very serious gentleman. Yes, for to, sure. To my knowledge of the Martian Manhunter, if I am John Jones, rather I green, think that was his name, John Jones. John Jones. If I was John Jones, 
And first of all, when, you first, when I first started fighting... They call me Double J. You know, when I first started fighting the Legion of Doom... Yes. And saw... Oh, shit. I'm Batman. Oh, shit. Bruce is letting... Oh, by the way, I know you're Bruce Wayne. Who told you? You can't. It was that, it was that blonde reporter, wasn't it? It was Kim Bassinger. <laughs> yeah. Or was it Basinger? I, I never knew. I called her both of them. <laughs> so I'm John Jones, and I'm looking over, and I see, holy shit, Bruce Wayne is letting a teenager fight these dangerous people. I, that should have been the warning sign. But then when you came in looking downtrodden, I said, what's up? And he said, you know that one teenager that I uh, was letting fight with me? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know how to tell you this, John. Uh, the Joker caught him, tied to a, tied him to a chair, tortured him, and then shot him in the face. Here's the, th- here's I would the thing, never though. have let you when you came in with yet another young man. I would have said, Bruce, uh, no. I would say the the Joker didn't kill Jason Todd. The fans did. <laughs> also, that's my justification. Also, he didn't die. But, yeah, he does uh, come back. But the point being is, he's the he Red Hood, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I know what Batman. But also, but also to consider, he still did go through that. What do you think of the theory that uh, that Jared Leto Joker is actually Jason Todd? You know what? Uh, that character sucks, but that would be a good way of getting out of it. That would definitely be a good way of getting out of it. Can't get those tattoos off though. Nope. Was there, nope. Do you, how do you feel about being the being the surrogate father of Jason Todd? If also that is the indeed, best Batman, <laughs> if he's indeed who that is. How do you feel about those tattoos on, you know, someone you ostensibly were a father to? Uh, I think it's shameful. Face tattoos? Ah, why would you want to do that? Even if you're crazy. You know, I don't... I actually, you're never going to get a job working for the federal government. I don't think that's going to end up being Jason Todd because of sort of the backstory stuff they went into in um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like the whole relationship with uh, Harley Quinn. It would make it weird to have that happen while there still is, like, the actual Joker-ass Joker out there. Well, maybe the Joker's gone. Maybe he goes away. You so, asking me as Michael Keaton? You can't Or as be, the Vulture? You're the concept of Batman. You can't okay. be Michael Keaton. I know you're a master detective, and I'm sure That's you've right. researched Michael Keaton, but I'm not going to let you get out of this by doing that. I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. How do you feel about that Ben Affleck doesn't want to be you anymore? I think Ben Affleck has a bigger fish to fry than playing Batman in his life right now. Boy, I don't know, man. Playing, I wish Ben Affleck all the best. Playing Batman is a pretty damn big fish to fry, though some might but say... But I'm the best Batman. Trying to play. You're the concept of Batman. By default, you have to be But I'm also kind of Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> concept of Batman... Why do you want to be Michael Keaton so badly, concept of Batman? Because everybody knows Bruce Wayne kind of wants to be Michael Keaton. I mean, technically speaking... I mean, <laughs> That's why if, it works so if good. If <laughs> concept of Batman, you are any number of cosplayers or kids on Halloween as well. No. You're just the concept of Batman. Have you ever seen somebody that cosplays as Batman that actually looked like Batman? I went to fan... Hmm. It's an interesting question. No, it looks like somebody I've, wearing a Batman costume. I've seen lots of people that look like Adam West Batman cosplaying as Batman. That's true. I did see a couple <laughs> of those. See the guy. I, I always like someone. Somebody's running around with a bomb above their head. It's Adam West Batman <laughs> you, from the you Batman movie. That guy at one point. Concept at at Batman. one point, yeah. That was my that was my sillier you phase. The, that was my Scooby Doo phase. You had the you had the shark up your leg at one point, but I but 
concept I of mean, Batman. Let's be honest. Who hasn't put their leg inside a shark's mouth? Concept somewhere of Batman. I love you at that. You point get a little drunk on Friday night. At, <laughs> Come that, here, at that point of your career, I love you. Oh, oh, I'm glad you're a fan. I'm Batman. <laughs> you you are just Batman now, right? Yes, I'm Batman. Okay, concept. Of okay. Batman. You know what concept of Batman? I appreciate you being here. Back to the Phantom Zone concept of Batman. Val Kilmer says hello. <laughs> hey, I'm back. Man, my throat hurts. I don't know what's going Batman on. was surprisingly combative. Was he? He did not want to play along. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he didn't fully understand what was happening. <laughs> well, he, if, the, if it was, I'm actually Michael Keaton, he definitely understood what was going on. I think it really was Michael Keaton. Dang it. You, you're going to have to recalibrate the mic. Yeah, it was Magic Michael Keaton at this time around. What? what, what, what? Oh. Oh. Well, boy, it's a pretty high note. <laughs> I'm glad Michael Keaton could stop by. All right, well, he's my favorite Batman. If you're Michael Keaton out there, you know what? Not yet. First of all, Travis, plug yourself for me. All right, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Travis Tate Funny. You can find me on Facebook. I've got a comedian page, but I've also got just a regular person page. You can friend me on there if you're cool. Uh, watch for me at a comedy club near you. Uh, if you like this podcast, uh, email whatever comedy club is near you and say you want me to come there. And I will come there. <laughs> what if it is our listener in France? Even if it's in France. <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> please come to please come to the Casbah and do the funny jokes. I, I want to go to a French patisserie as much as the next guy. We have French laundromat for you. <laughs> fromage. I'm going to do fromage. If you have enjoyed what you are hearing from this dumbass, I am on Twitter. Jake underscore doll. It's certainly a thing. If you happen to les be Michael... Poissons, les Poissons. How oh, I love Les Poissons. I don't if even know if I'm saying that right. If you a French version of Michael Keaton out there listening and you've enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, rate, review. I'm thinking about a French version of Michael Keaton right now. How could that even be done? Uh, <laughs> well, if we ever talk to Michael Keaton, we'll see if he can do that for us. I do I do like this Garth Brooks impression. and Kind of like a Toby Keith and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do Garth Brooks singing new wave music. I've they, done it. They I can that. do it with Toby it's called Keith. Chris Gaines. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can do it with Toby Keith singing like an Erasure song. Yeah, but I can't. I can't take Garth Brooks outside of Garth Brooks and put it into new. I I got to figure out how to do that in my brain. Same with like Michael Keaton. I didn't know I could do Michael Keaton. I'll have to go back and listen you to didn't. this. It was the magic mic. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> I can't in my brain imagine Michael Keaton doing French, a French accent. So uh, <laughs> these are the things that I think I spend a good portion of my day thinking about. No. We'd like to thank Blue Wave Theory for our opening and closing hymns. Maybe Blue Wave Theory can hook up with we're Toby very, Keith. We're very sorry that this is what it's been applied to. <laughs> I'm not. I'm proud of it. I think this is fun. <laughs> oh, it was it was definitely fun. It was definitely fun. I will certainly give you that. So for Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I am Jake Dahl and And I am Travis Tate. And I heard from a very wise man once that better Tate than never. Wah. I'm Batman. <laughs>